From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Tuesday, August 24th. The U.S. Interior Department announced this month that oil and gas leasing will resume on federal lands. It's the latest update in a legal tug-of-war between the Biden administration and the fossil fuel industry over the president's pause on the federal leasing program, which he enacted almost immediately after taking office. Regardless of who the courts end up siding with, though, many advocates across the West say the entire system of federal energy development is in desperate need of reform. Will Waukee from KHOL in Jackson, Wyoming, has more. Earlier this year, in Montana's Tendoy Mountains near the Idaho border, bighorn sheep were released into the wilderness in an attempt to reestablish a herd that had previously dominated the range. In video captured by the news site Montana Standard, the sheep sprang out of trucks and onto snow-packed fields, sprinting into a new life. But the wilderness those sheep and local outdoorsmen enjoy could face numbered days. The Tendoy Mountains are on a short list of western destinations that face potential fossil fuel development after the recent unpausing of Biden's pause on the federal oil and gas leasing program. And so that's where the rubber really hits the road in the case of oil and gas leasing, these parcels that are leased off for nothing. I mean, less than the cost of a hamburger. Aaron Weiss is deputy director for the Center for Western Priorities, a public lands advocacy group. He says when federal parcels are leased by oil and gas companies, it means they can't be preserved in any other way. In Wyoming, thousands of acres have already been sold for potential future development. Even if all leasing stopped right now and never resumed, you would have a decade or more of production more or less where it is now because of everything that the oil and gas industry has already leased and is already sitting on. So really, it's a question of what happens to these state economies over the next 10, 20 years. But that is a fundamental question anyway because of climate change. President Biden enacted a moratorium on new oil and gas leases on federal lands within the first couple weeks of his administration, citing the need to reform a system that he says gives too much power to fossil fuel companies. But in the months since that decision, local politicians such as Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon and both of the Cowboy State Senators have been extremely critical of the moratorium. I want to make clear that leasing ban is having an impact on the economy and is doing nothing to solve the environmental problems that they're trying to address. It makes no sense to send production to other countries when we could be doing it here. Wyoming's energy has powered this nation for decades. So today, Wyoming and the Rocky Mountain West is under attack. Not surprisingly, fossil fuel companies have been equally critical. On August 16th, the American Petroleum Institute filed a lawsuit against the Biden administration claiming that the federal government is obligated to hold lease sales. But Weiss says these companies are crying wolf about the moratorium's impact. Anyone who says that this leasing pause has caused any effect to state economies is just simply full of it. There is, there is no evidence of that whatsoever. In fact, active drilling rigs increased in Wyoming over the past year, according to Gordon and the Casper Star Tribune. But a federal judge in Louisiana still ruled back in June that new oil and gas leasing must resume on public lands after a different lawsuit. The Department of the Interior has said it will appeal that ruling, but in the meantime, some public lands will officially go back up for sale starting this month. 
that is not a process where you can just snap your fingers and lease a couple hundred thousand acres tomorrow. And with how long these things usually take, it means the first possible oil and gas lease sales that we could see uh, could be coming up in the fourth quarter of this year. Weiss says he thinks it's possible that the Louisiana ruling could be reversed in court. But what's more important is a fundamental rethinking of the value of our public lands. We cannot treat uh, oil and gas development. We cannot treat mining as the primary desired use of our public lands. There are more important uses of them, including conservation, including hunting and fishing. A number of bills that would update the federal oil and gas leasing program are currently on the table before Congress. But one thing's for sure, according to Weiss, the fossil fuel industry hasn't shown that it's willing to compromise with politicians or advocacy organizations like his. Oil and gas CEOs are responsible to their shareholders and not to their kids and grandkids. Uh, we've seen no interest in actually uh, being responsible when it comes to, to fixing this system. So intense legal battles between Biden and fossil fuel companies are going to persist for months, possibly years to come. The Department of the Interior announced Thursday that it'll review its coal leasing program as well. However, the Biden administration has already said a pause on new coal leases previously put in place under Obama and then reversed under Trump won't happen on his watch. Will Walkie, KHOL News. This story comes from our partners at KHOL, part of the Rocky Mountain Community Radio Coalition. The Biden administration has nominated Chuck Sams to become the nation's next National Park Service director. If confirmed, he would be the first indigenous person to run the agency. The Mountain West News Bureau's Nate Hedgey reports. Sams is an enrolled member of the Confederated Tribes of the Umatilla Indian Reservation in Oregon. He also has a long history working for state and tribal governments, as well as conservation organizations. Teresa Pierno is president of the nonprofit National Parks Conservation Association, and she supports the nomination. He's a descendant of the original guardians of our lands, so he brings a really unique and powerful perspective that can really help our national parks continue to evolve in the places and stories they preserve and share. Sams does not have experience working for the National Park Service, but Pierno says that means he could bring some fresh ideas from the outside. Democratic political leaders in Oregon had pushed Biden to nominate Sams a few months ago. It's been five years since the Park Service had an actual director. Former President Trump's pick to run it was never voted on by the Senate. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Nate Hedgie. This report comes from our partners at the Mountain West News Bureau. If confirmed, Sams will join other indigenous leadership at the Department of Interior. Secretary of the Interior Deb Holland oversees the agency and is an enrolled member of the Laguna Pueblo. In June, Holland announced a first-of-its-kind initiative, one that will review the troubled legacy of federal indigenous boarding school policies. The Salt Lake Tribune reported just yesterday that the bodies of Paiute children are likely buried at the site of a former indigenous boarding school in Panguitch, Utah. They say exactly how many children lie under the school grounds north of the tiny southern Utah city, no one yet knows. But the paper reports the verification of the bodies will be the first to confirm that children died and were buried on site at a Utah residential boarding school. More than 800 bodies were found earlier this year at two former residential schools for Indigenous children in Canada. 
After those findings, the U.S. Department of Interior announced plans to look into, quote, the loss of human life and lasting consequences of residential Indian boarding schools. As the Trib reports, federal boarding school policies forcibly removed tens of thousands of Native American children from their communities for more than 150 years and put them in classrooms meant to assimilate them and erase their culture. We'll link to this story in the show notes of today's news on our website and podcast. And that's the KZMU News for Tuesday, August 24th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.